Hey everybody, welcome to the Chamber Channel's Five Questions podcast. This is the place where we take a deep dive with industry leaders for an inside look at their world and how they can make a difference in yours. If you want something done, ask a mom. About 20 years ago, a group of moms got together to start the Sandbox Children's Museum. Now it's expanded to Bluffton and it's coming up on its one year anniversary in its brand new building in the Low Country Celebration Park. We talked to Nancy Fish, the executive director of the Sandbox, about their journey to where they are today and how they're getting the community involved in their exhibits. Let's listen. So Nancy, thank you for, for coming in. And before we get started talking about all the great things that are going on at the Sandbox, remind us of sort of the history and the mission and vision of the Sandbox. So the Sandbox was started um, back in the early 2000s by a group of moms here on the island who were looking for a place where they could take their children that was safe, but that was also um, had a learning component to it. And when they looked around and didn't really see anything, they decided to start the Sandbox Children's Museum. Leave it to moms. That's right. <laughs> and they created a board and um, you know got their nonprofit status and started a capital campaign and raised the money to you know design some exhibits and move into the original location, which was by um, St. Andrew by the Sea. And how did you get started at the Sandbox? So I was looking to move back to the island about four years ago and um, have always been in education, have always managed um, or administered schools, um, mostly Montessori schools, both in Atlanta and then in Boston. Um, so I was looking for something that fit into that um, for me and saw this opportunity with the Sandbox, um, came and interviewed with them, and it was a perfect fit. I enjoyed the people that I interviewed with from the board. Um, they obviously <laughs> liked what they saw in me, um, and it's been a wonderful opportunity for me to do what I've done my entire career, but just in a little different method. The brand new building right by the Low Country Celebration Park, we're coming up on one year, sort of the one year anniversary in the building. Tell us a little bit about the, um, the journey to get there. So originally, the board signed an agreement with the town of Hilton Head back in 2016 to start that building and start the capital campaign. They got their first donation from the Van Landingham Rotary, um, and then Hurricane Matthew hit. So the entire park project was put on hold. Um, when the town decided they were ready to start it up again was when I came in and really was brought in to raise the money for the capital campaign to open that building. And so that's what I did. Um, that's what my main focus was at the time when I first started. What I love about that building is that it's so open. And I love the one in Tanger, too. It's that you walk in and it's like this beautiful open layout and the kids can really, you know, really explore. Tell us about what are some of your favorite exhibits, both at the at this new building and at the one in Tanger? That's hard to say, but <laughs> because they're also a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. I really love the idea of the makerspace. And so we put that originally when, in the Tanger location when we opened that. Mm -hmm. um, but just a place with all kinds of recyclable materials where children can build and create. And some of the things that, that will come out of there mm -hmm. um, are just amazing. Um, children have built games. Children have built boats. They've built cars. Um, and all with recyclable materials, whether it's corks or... Um, egg cartons, you know, different mm -hmm. things like that. So uh, the makerspace is one of my favorite places. Um, I also love, of course, in our new 
location, the two-story sandcastle, mm-hmm. you know, that when you walk in and you see that, it's just amazing. I can't imagine what it's like for a child to, to look up and see that big castle. Um, and then the outdoor play space that we have at the new location also is wonderful. Yeah. When you did the the tour with our business education partnership committee, you know, we saw all the committee members almost, you know, go back to their, you know, acting like kids when they were playing with that hologram in the in the sand space. That was so neat. Yes. And that's another one of my favorites is that new sand table yeah. um, that talks about the biomes and has 12 different biomes that it cycles through. And it's interactive in the sense that you can use those rings to make it rain or make it snow. Um, and then, of course, the feature that the gentleman who designed the sandbox did specifically for us is the Carolina Low Country biome, where that ring causes a hurricane to go through. And you can see what happens wow. to the vegetation and the trees. Now, you mentioned that you grew up here. And when you were doing that tour, you're, you mentioned sort of your interest in our local Gullah um, Geechee culture. Um, what are some of the plans to incorporate some of that history into the sandbox? So as we were designing the different exhibits, Um, for the new location. Um, Of course, in the middle of all that, we had COVID and we had the lockdown. Mm -hmm. Um, Schools were on Zoom. And part of our mission, too, is really to provide resources and access to all the children in our community. So we opened what we called a virtual pod school. And it was a multi-age group of children, kindergarten through grade five, I think was the oldest, Um, And we divided them into two groups and they came to us. They came to the museum every day Mm -hmm. to do their Zoom learning as well as to interact with the exhibits. But we could also supplement their learning through hands-on activities. Um, And in that group, um, there was a family who were Gullah descendants. Mm -hmm. Um, And I thought how neat it would be for the other children who were of Gullah descendants on the island to be able to come to the museum and see their culture reflected in in a hands-on interactive exhibit. Mm -hmm. Um, So I designed an exhibit specifically for children that called to those things children liked, like the marsh tackies and the foods that they ate and the fishing and the crabbing, as well as the arts and the music. and so that's still being created, and hopefully, maybe midsummer we'll have it up in the museum. That's ready. great. That's great. Um, what other sort of new projects are, are coming coming down the pike there? The neat thing about the new museum is that we're constantly adding to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I am writing a grant to the Hilton Head um, Cultural uh, Department to do one of the community uh, murals in the museum, and it would go in our STEM area. And the idea behind it is to do a community mural of women in science, um, diverse women in science, um, not just the women that everyone thinks about, Mm -hmm. but maybe some younger women, some, you know, more modern women, as well as women who have been very influential. Um, And then put with that an interactive piece such that there's a touch board. And when the children place their hand on the touch board, it would tell the story of that woman in science. So So it wouldn't just be a mural, but they could hear about that woman as well. That's so that's that's really neat. A very cool learning component. And to see that diversity um, right there when you I know the STEM area is right there when you when you walk in. That's that's really neat. Yes. Um, So, you know, the sandbox really isn't just for weekends or after school or when it rains. Tell us about some of the um, the different programs you offer in the, the camps. So we do offer summer camps each summer, both locations. Mm -hmm. But then throughout the year, um, we have some other programs specifically designed for the community and specifically designed for those children who might not 
always have access to the museum. So we do a free school readiness program throughout the year. It's held once a week at both locations. Mm -hmm. um, and it's called Discover, Imagine, Grow, mm -hmm. um, Empowerment Through Play. And we refer to it as the DIG program. Mm -hmm. um, but that has 10 children that come every week. We have a curriculum that has been designed to um, meet the South Carolina early learning standards. Mm -hmm. So each lesson reflects a different learning standard. But it also helps those children just get ready for school. So mm -hmm. they learn, because um, this might be their first experience in any kind of group setting, particularly for the three and four-year-olds now who have been in lockdown. Yeah. Um, they learn how to interact with one another. Mm -hmm. They l learn how to use a glue stick, how to sit in a group, you know, how to walk in a line. All of those things that once they get to school, they'll know how to do and can really focus more on other things like academics. Yeah. And what about your, um, what about your volunteers? I know you're a nonprofit, so, you know, you, know, you have a very few people on staff. Um, what does your volunteer support look like? So right now we have very few volunteers. We do have a volunteer that comes every week and helps with the DIG program. And she was a former preschool teacher. Um, but we're always looking for volunteers. We're looking for people who can come in and even like someone who's interested in science and would stand at the that new sand table mm -hmm. and interact with our guests or someone who could be in the maker space and help children engage in different um, activities. Um, so we welcome all volunteers for however much time you have, um, you know, even if it's only once a week. That's great. Well, Nancy, thank you so much for coming in and telling us all about the, the great new things that are going on at the Sandbox. Well, thank you so much for having me. Thanks, everyone, for listening. The podcast continues to grow and never miss an episode of our Five Questions podcast by subscribing to the Chamber Channel on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Take a moment to download, subscribe, and leave us a review. It helps us reach more people.